Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? All right, hello everyone, and welcome back to a musical of 50s, uh, Greasy, (laughs) no, those are all bad, episode of of Glee. Aggressive. My name's Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky. And folks, if you haven't guessed it, today we are here to discuss with you yet another episode of the seminal classic Glee. Who knew? Um, Yes, today we will be talking to you about season four, episode six, entitled Glee. Originally aired November 15th. It is 2012. (sighs) Glee is a word. Glee is the word. It's a word that they made up. Um, Yes. But you know what? I love I love this for them. They said Yeah. You know, they said, you know what? Glee and Grease have a lot of the same letters in it, so why don't we just stick those together and it's so, Glee's baby? Right. Yeah, they that was definitely them playing into uh Yeah. The fandom that had already been abundant at that time. Yeah, they said, Oh, Gleeks, we got this. It's Gleese. It's Gleese. Um Glessed Side Story. Glocky Horror Picture Glow. Oh no, Glocky Horror is awful. I know, right? Um, also, when I when I see the title Gleese, mm-hmm. I just imagine the so where Karina and I went to college, there were flocks of geese that were yes. eventually herded out by like a dog that was brought in. But I imagine this flock of geese that haunted the campus, but with like. John Travolta pompadours and leather jackets, but just oh. all like walking at you, stalking their prey because they know you have Funyuns. And yes, that is a true story. Really, I can't believe you bought Funyuns on purpose. It's really the I was craving Funyuns one night. Ask Sarah. That's fair. I mean, Funyuns are great. Yeah. There's like a new TikTok trend. It's not that new. Where like people get those like garden geese. I don't oh. know if you've seen them. Uh, it's like just like a plastic goose you can stick outside, and they dress them up in seasonal outfits. I want that. Yeah, you could. T- that would actually be a great addition to your apartment. Thank you. Um, but I can just think of like doing one for Halloween. You dress up your garden goose as uh, Danny from Danny's Go from Greece. Oh, I think. I mean, I would have that pretty all year round. I think, or at least like for a good oh. part of the year. I just think that's a solid. Grease costume to have. My goose is always grease. If it's good for the goose, it's good for the greaser. <laughs> Do you know who was grease for Halloween this year? Or I guess this past year? Who? No, it was Harry Styles. Of course it was. That makes yeah. sense. Here's the th- okay. Now that you mention it, I'm kind of surprised he hasn't played Danny Zuko. Well, I mean, there hasn't really been much of an opportunity to be Danny Zuko. I know, a- but I feel like because Harry Styles has been around for a long minute. Yes. And he's been the popular one of that group for said long minute. I'm yeah. a little surprised that they just didn't, like, create a production of Grease around him. Yes, they had Grease Live, and that was Aaron Tveit, and he was and fine. And he was great. Um, um, and also, like, Harry Styles isn't going to do a Grease Live on Fox. Um, here's the thing. From what I can understand, as someone who is 
followed Harry's music career very closely and then steadfastly refused to follow his acting career. I don't think he's a very good actor. I haven't seen any of his acting work. But if you guys want a Don't Worry Darling bonus episode, let us know. No, I won't do that. I won't watch Don't Worry Darling. I will do it. I will recap it to Karina. And you'll tell me about this. Right. But I will do it while I am high as shit, so... That's the only way. Um... He did do Hopelessly Devoted to You when he because he performed on Halloween, which is why he was in Halloween. Oh, Halloween. sure. So he did. He dressed up as Danny Zuko and then performed Hopelessly Devoted to You at that concert. Nice. And I've seen the clips. It was great. Great. My, Maybe um, he should play Sandy. You, give the people what they want. Honest. Give the people what they want. Um, anyway, you want to talk any, about Glees? I mean... Yes, I do, because I realize that when I don't enjoy watching these episodes, which, surprise, I didn't enjoy watching this episode a whole lot, mm-hmm. I do love talking about them with you. So let's get yes. started. Um, well, we have a recap. Uh, we do. Um, we got the cast list. Yeah. We got the Figgins brick house quote, Yuck. which, stop it. Blaine is still sad, and, um, oh, here's an answer to last week's cliffhanger. Finn is, in fact, taking over the Glee Club. Mm-hmm. Yes. They never show um, us they, him making that decision. He just surprised. No, he's just going to do it. Um, and then they do bring out the Will being, I mean, Finn being terrible about Sue's baby. Yes. That's still in the recap, too. Yeah. And then we find out, like, immediately that Will had not mentioned to Glee Club at all that he was taking a sabbatical until, like, mm-hmm. he's like, I'll leave this week. Right. Bye. I feel like you give people and kids more time. Oh, yeah. About that. Uh, two weeks notice is not just for your shitty corporate job, guys. Yeah, and he only gives them, like, five days notice. And, like, on top of this, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more, how much time has passed? Because last episode, they decided, let's do Grease. This episode, they are fully in tech week. They're done. They're yeah. done. Like, it's, oh, As it's... we know from uh, Glocky Horror, it only takes them about a week to put on a show. <laughs> Thank you for committing. Um, that's true. Um, and so he tells them, and the entire Glee Club, of course, minus, like, Unique, uh, who mm-hmm. is the one that was like, we barely know him. Yeah. Every, everybody loses their shit, especially Tina, which I understand, because Tina has a right to be upset. I Tina's like, been fucking waiting. It. One of them was like, we'll be dead by then. When That like, was Tina. Will's, yeah. When Will's like, but I'll be back by right after sexuals. And Tina's like, we'll be dead. Like, yeah. you have, No. This is an unacceptable answer. And Tina has the right to be mad, as we will see later in this episode. Multiple times over. Like, I didn't even, like, put this down in my notes, but we could have just had a whole plot of Tina getting fucked over. Yes. Anyway, so enter Sue, go to Figgin's office now. We're back in Figgin's office again with this whole thing, but... Oh, no, that's not this scene. So, uh, Will and Sue are arguing... Oh, the... They're arguing about Finn taking over the Glee Club because he's yes. not a certified teacher. But of course, right. as we know from the last episode, he doesn't have to be. So, which I'm like, still don't know if I buy, but whatever. Right. I feel like there has to be some sort of faculty. Like I feel like there's got to be a process in place right. for some a, an adult being in high school, basically. Right. Um, um, with the kids. Yeah. The only thing about this scene that's noteworthy, I think, is, like, the Sue tantrum at the end is, like, legendary. 100%. Absolutely. Like, very much a, 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 a glee meme. Yes. The, uh, you're a menace to the state of Ohio? 
Yes, and yes. Uh, and just like the music the, behind it. The her Carmina Burana, yeah. Yes, thank you. Of course. Um, I knew you would knew what that was called. The only thing I could mostly, think of was play the Valkyries, and I was like, that's not right. Mostly because we did Carmina Burana in high school. Really? Yeah, we did some ambitious music projects. We had a great music department, so we did a lot of ambitious stuff, and it all turned out very well. But like now, like now I'm the one guy that like sounds like a fucking hipster when he's like, "Choose another song." <laughs> Carmina Burana's so mainstream. Oh, Fortuna! Wow, how original. Um, I do in fact need to be. Stopped. I wish, I wish you would wear a T-shirt that just said "Oh, Fortuna, how original" on it. <laughs> Added to the gleamers that we're making. Because you know someone would see that and be like, unironically, be like, yes, yes. that's what I'm saying. Oh my god, saying. thank you. Wow, what Finally, a man of the people. Finally, someone says it. <laughs> um, uh, guess yes. who's back? It's Cassandra July. Yes. Um, which I just saw um, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. She was great in that. Oh. I thought about I what you had said. Yeah, I thought about what you had said a few weeks earlier when, like, a lot of critics had said she's only as good as the material you gave her. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like she really did a bang-up job in that. Right, so good movie, good Kate Hudson. Yeah. Season four of Glee, mid-Kate Hudson. Yeah, and, like, poor Kate Hudson, because she's she's trying. Yeah, but this episode is shit for her. Yes. First of all, she comes in with, like... Glee's really showing its ass this season of, like, we need to have an excuse for some things to happen, but we can't write a believable one. So it's just, like, her being like... I need to have upperclassmen in my class today. Right. For no good reason. They're here now. And she's back with the cane. Like, the cane is, again, just for show. Yeah, um, she's back with her torture cane. Yeah, and of course, who is part of this upperclassman? Brody. It's Brody. It's Glee being like, we needed to get Mr. Abs into the classroom for, so... Uh, and Mr. Abs, he is in this episode. Yeah, boy. And um, this is where we learn... Rachel's going to audition for an off-Broadway play over the weekend. Um, yeah. She's going to going in for this avant-garde production of Glass Menagerie. Um, Cassandra overhears them talking, and instead of telling them to shut up like I thought she would, yeah. essentially was like, you're not ready for this avant-garde production. I auditioned for this guy, and he made me wear a slip while, like, drinking... What was it? Like, not drinking clam chowder, but... Like, it was, like, something about, like, maybe a well tomato juice or... Yeah, pouring tomato juice on myself or something. It was something weird like that. Yeah. Um, and she's yeah. like, he'll eat you alive. You don't have the wounds yet. Um, also, like, I don't know enough about the glass menagerie, but Rachel's going out for some part, and then Brody's like, you're too hot to play that part. <laughs> and yeah. So she's I don't going know out if for that course for Laura, and I don't know if she... Mm-hmm can't be hot necessarily i know like she's kind of like a plain girl like yeah. um my my memory of the glass menagerie it's it's pretty far back um it's fair oh also they name drop peter dinklage in it i missed that yeah that's one of the um someone else and i don't know anything about glass menagerie but i did write down peter dinklage oh like because this is pre-game of thrones it might be early, like, seasons one or two of Game of Thrones, maybe, because I feel like that started when we were in, like, late college. 2011, so yeah, it's early mm. Game of Thrones, so Peter Dinklage is not as an out-there uh, reference as I assumed it was. Okay. But yeah, so Rachel's solution is like, hey, what if you audition too? 
because this that's is totally such how a it works. Shitty thing to say. Like, okay, we all know Cassandra July is the worst and is not a good teacher and shouldn't right. be bullying her students. But if, imagine you are a, a professional teacher, like you teach young people in the art of theater, and one of your freshmen comes up to you and says, like. I think it would just be really great if you got back into the scene, and you should audition for this play that I'm also auditioning yeah, please for. please audition Kate Hudson, who's probably 15 years older than me, at most at this point. Please audition to play my mother. Right? If you went up to, like, Nancy Sacklad and was like, I think you should audition for this with me. I would run and hide. Yeah. I, can't, I couldn't think of which professor would be the best example of who would be insulted if you told them they need to get back out there. It might be her. Yeah. Because everyone, every other professor we had, I feel like would be like, absolutely, I am ready yeah. now. <laughs> I know. And that's what I was like, hmm, different, different experiences. Man, Rachel does this stupid thing. And then yeah. at the end, and at the end of it, uh, is apparently already the end of class. And so... Yeah. Cassandra's like, hey, Brody, sidebar. Oh, no, this isn't even the end of class. He, um, she literally is just like, hold on, I'm going to stop doing class. I need to talk to Abs. <laughs> yes. And she was like, hey, I need a new TA. You dig? And he was like, absolutely. But um, can we like wait till after Rachel's audition? And Cassandra's like, okay. Yeah. As if to say, sure would be a shame if something were to happen. Right, she, like, wax or cane, basically. Like, threateningly. Yeah. So we know something's going on. But enough of that, because Tina's doing costumes again. To be fair, like, yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Um, so, the thing about Tina doing costumes is she seems to be actually very good at them. She, yes. Like, um, her costumes are really good. If she mm. made all these, like, damn. Good job, yeah. Tina. Truly. Credit where credit's due. Um. um but... Marley's costume no longer fits. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, bottom line up front, it's another weight loss plot. Yeah, and it's bad, and it's, it's not bad. done yet in this episode. It's, um. And it's not even as well done over this episode as, like, no. the Mercedes one, which was already, like, tenuous to begin with. Yeah, this is worse. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, she's like, I don't fit in my Sandy costume, even though it fit yesterday. And... Like, it's just an excuse for Kitty to uh, run up and make a ton of terrible comments, including referring to Tina as her hair girl. Yeah. And then, um, like, says something off-color about um, sugar immediately spray after. Spray tan hawk nose. Yes. Yeah. Oof. Which, uh... uh... Yes, and it's like, don't worry, I'm, I didn't quit the play because there's no small parts, only fat actors. fat actresses. And you're like, Jesus age Christ, Kitty. It's like, how many insulting things can she say per minute? It's really impressive. <laughs> Start timing them. Um, she's just here to gaslight Marley, basically. She's just here to gaslight Marley. Like, that's the whole crux of this. And on top of that, not, not only that, she's like, well, I understand what it's like to uh, want stuff. I know I'm the only, like, I know I'm the popular girl, but I don't have a lot of friends. So we're all having a sleepover this weekend. Um, yes, although you s jumped over the part of her, part of her gaslighting is not just, like, telling Marley she's fat. It is sneaking backstage and taking in all of Marley's costumes. Yes, that was at this scene. Thank you. Yes, so she, every, she keeps 
like literally making resizing Marley's clothes so they won't fit to gaslight her into thinking that she is rapidly gaining weight. And what really chaps my ass about this plot is that there is yes. no payoff. No, there's not. Ugh. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so Kitty wants to have friends, so she invites them all for a sleepover, followed yes. by some transphobic shit at Unique, but yes, Unique yeah. can also join for the sleepover. Right. Um, okay. Very yeah. Another very thin excuse of, like, uh, it's time to have grease moments. Yes, I think that's very much a lot of what this episode is. And oh, yeah, then we go to what, Marley and her mom. Yes, yeah. which like, it's a sweet scene because they make it a sweet scene, but like, so, it's also like, kind of uncomfortable. Like, it's really uncomfortable. It's definitely so. I listened to this podcast that I recommend uh, called Maintenance Phase, which is like a whole podcast debunking like health and wellness and mm. like a lot of it is talking about how terribly like this is like super fat phobic basically yes because it's this actress basically just having to be like well i tried to stay thin and i just keep eating and i eat forever but in there's no like marlene no matter what happens you'll still be beautiful it's like you're thin right now it's her mom saying you're thin right now but if unless you fight for that, you're not going to have that forever, and you won't always be thin and beautiful, so we're going to start going on a diet. It's not like... I really expected the message to be like, honey, you're more than your body. You're like, you're right. a good person. You have an amazing voice. Don't let other people tell you about this. It's more like, no, it would suck if you got as fat as me, so we're going to... Um, yeah, so we're going to crash diet now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's really not the messaging I thought they would go with. Right. Um, and that sucks. And that's another thing that barely has payoff either. Like, the Marley of it all has some mm -hmm. payoff, but the mom of it all does not. And that's really what we needed yeah. here. Um, also, like, another fucking diet episode. And this one does... Yeah. I mean, again, like, flashbacking to Mercedes. But another episode, and this time, like, the diet plot doesn't really get much payoff either. Um, no, I think... So, The this whole plot is not like a single episode plot we will continue oh. talking about it so. okay that might that might uh refute or uh cancel out some of my notes but let's see yeah. um but we uh cut to the the teacher's lounge mm -hmm. was becky on the cover of that cheerleading magazine i don't know i, I did I not clock that it. all right well th I, I thought i Good saw for that. her if that's the case yeah um, but Finn enters, apologizes for using the R word about her baby. Yeah. Um, and Sue, like, this is one of those tricky things where it's like, Sue was once again, like, an outlandish villain, but yes. responds with something that does have kernels of truth in it, which is like, you say it's not what you meant to say, I think it is what you meant to say, you showed your true colors there. Um, yeah. And I think maybe there's a little bit of truth in there, it does counteract a little bit, like, the good guy Finn of it all, but... Yes. Um, out of spite, she has booked the auditorium for cheerleading practice, um, so you gotta find another place to rehearse your show, Grease. Yes, where else could one possibly re rehearse the seminal classic musical Grease, if not a tire shop? Bert's Tire Shop. Yes. It's not just for tires anymore. No, they have a very old and unrealistic car. 
pulled in yes. that Finn's like, well, I gotta fix this car up. I think he this literally says, I have time. to fix up this jalopy. He does legitimately call it a jalopy, which is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a method rehearsal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and Grease is about knowing the themes. The themes include fixing cars and creating a yep. blood oath with your brothers. Sounds right. <laughs> Why, what else could Grease be about? The hand jive. Hand jive. Um, yeah. And so Finn sets the stage, and, um, like, there's the audience, and the spotlights are up there, and here mm-hmm. we got Grease Lightning! And, of course, it's an excuse just to do... They just do Grease Lightning. Grease Lightning. There's several parts of this episode which are just, like, recreations of Grease scenes, and honestly, yes. those were the highlights for me. Oh, it's like, yeah, absolutely. Just, do, just Fine. do a little bit of Grease. Yeah. Um... And this was absolutely one of them. It's just a map of the movie. And, like, they do a great job with it. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. And, again, I know we're mapping Grease movie and not Grease musical. Yes. But I'm going to be obnoxious theater kid on Main for a minute and say that if they were really doing Grease musical, Kanicki would be singing this song, which means in this scene, Sam would be singing the song. And yes. I think he would eat this shit up. Yeah. One of my complaints was there was not enough Kaneki in right. this episode. I wanted to see Sam do that. And yeah. I know Grease movie, it is John Travolta's number, and so, and Grease Live, it was also Danny's number, but, like, oh, it's it should, more Kaneki, more Sam is Kaneki, I think, because, like, Please. this new kid's fine. I feel like it was a little bit of a lackluster Grease Lightning. I've seen better yeah. Grease Lightnings. There, there was a lot of zooming in on the thrusting, and I'm like, please don't. Yeah, we don't need that. And, like, the censoring of it, because, of course, there's, like, dirty words in the real-life version. I mean... That was funny to me. And it was better. I will say, they did a better job with some of them than aforementioned Grease Live, who at one point called it a real dragon wagon, which Yeah, sounds, that's, like, a that's regular dumb. one. I know. I like... Honey Wagon, at least, is, like, okay. Yeah, that gets the point across. Also, the funniest thing to me of this was Joe and his dreads the whole time. Yep, he was like, I'm not, I he's, will not he, cut my hair. He did not vision. cut the locks. Um, and uh, that's what we got. But yeah, so good start. And now try it again with double the energy. True, he, they should have done double the energy from yeah. the start, but. You can't have Mike Chang carry the whole number again. No. You know who we just like didn't see in this, he got like nothing to do with this episode? Who? Nothing about Jake Puckerman. Very little. We don't really see him do much. He's in the background of grease lightning doing some dancing which he should be featured more because he's the better dancer he is and here's the thing and like i'll probably just save it for the end but like i have a lot of notes of like how this episode could have gone down as a grease themed musical episode of them putting on grease yeah that would have been better well yeah like the pucker the jake puckerman of it all could have been a b or c plot in an episode that is about them putting on grease and him actually having a crush on marley yeah. We don't get that here, because we barely get an episode about putting on Grease. No, we mostly just get Grease numbers, which, like, again, I'm not upset about, because I like sure. Grease numbers quite a bit. Yeah. But anyway, we have Kurt and Rachel stretching it out, because Kurt yeah. is just hanging out in the studio with them. Um, that, frankly, seems realistic for Rachel. Yeah. It's like, just come help me in the dance studio. Right. And, like, they start with, like, oh, it's a Grease update from Tina. This girl, Marley, has gained weight, but that has nothing to do with us. Yeah, although that does seem realistic if you're, like, texting a friend about, like, give me all the tea about uh, right. the the oh, high totally. school production I'm not in. And like, well, our Sandy is, keeps 
sizing out of her costume. That's some pretty good gossip. Right. But also, like, kind of jumping back, how does Tina not notice that the costumes are being tampered with? And I know we're, like, truly... Yeah. And that's another thing that, again, doesn't have payoff, but... No. I mean, unless Kitty's a really remarkable seamstress and really good at, like, hiding Mm. her alterations. Which is possible, I guess. Unlikely, but possible. She's got a lot of, uh... She's got a lot of trophies and shit. That's true. Um, But, yeah. Cassie enters again and is like, hey, you guys really should see your show. My favorite part of this is how, like, Kurt meets Cassandra July and is, like, very complimentary towards her and, like... Yeah. It seems to be, like, instantly having a much better rapport with her than Rachel ever has, and just made me laugh. Yeah. But, yes, he's like, we were thinking about going home to see our high school musical. And Rachel's like, but we can't afford it, and it's not a good idea. And Cass and Angela are like, no, it's a great idea. You should go do it, get closure, have yeah. fun. It's Greece. Who doesn't love Greece? Yeah, do it because it's Greece. I do love yeah. that they actually mention here, they justify all mm. of the, the plane budget because... Kurt's an intern and Rachel has no money because of her last trip. That at least right, explains. Yeah. And so her, the solution is for this teacher to be like, well, you can have my frequent flyer miles. Yeah. I can't go on JetBlue anymore because I had a Bloody Mary fueled panic attack. Yeah. Panic attack. Yeah. So she's like, no, go home. My treat, which is like strange, but okay. Yeah. I wonder if there's something happening. Yeah, I wonder if this is part of a longer a long con that Cassandra July is pulling. I wonder if this is a ruse. Um, <laughs> so yeah, then we cut to the sleepover. We see Kitty's first place trophy for most tongues spoken. Okay. I liked that she showed a picture of her horse. This is Mr. Jojo. I rode him for six years until he broke my hymen. A common problem with horseback riding. Yeah. Also, just not what I was expecting to hear out of a Grease episode. Or a Glee ep- Maybe a Glee episode. But... Um, then everybody enters, and of course, like, the whole crux of the scene is like, here's all the snacks, I got chocolate donuts, Unique loves for chocolate donuts, everyone's like, I brought cake, I brought this, and Marley's like, you got any healthy snacks? And I love, classic Britney one-liner, God bless, where she's like, you can eat Kleenex, it tastes like clouds. Yes, yes, I like, yeah, perfect. I like that, because it is like, like, I get it. It's very, like, high school yeah. diet thing. It doesn't seem like it's totally crash diety. She's just like, I should be making healthy choices, which, like, yeah, I guess. It's part sure. of it. You really should be allowed to do what you want. But the problem is, of course, it's a lead-in for Kitty to walk Marley into the bathroom and be like, just make yourself vomit. Right. Here's Gotta a solution. interest you in bulimia. <laughs> Have you tried bulimia? Ugh. So Kitty then just, like, goes back into right the with marley in the bathroom yeah grease right um ostensibly like she's like hey here's a bathroom here's your fingers go at it we don't know if she actually does or anything um no but this is all a setup so that that she doesn't because right of later in the episode right uh but really it's just so kitty can sing uh sandra d yeah which... I did like I did like that she goes to her closet and puts on a wig and a Newsies cap and then is like, it's me, Marley, with my mud brown hair and my, my signature, signature Newsies, Newsies cap. I thought that of you funny. during that, yeah. And she does the song. It's another, like, map of yeah. the Grease movie, Stockard Channing, putting on a blonde mm-hmm. wig. Which, speaking of all of this, where is Olivia Newton-John in this episode? 
They couldn't get her. I bet she was like, I will not interact with your Grease episode. <laughs> keep your Grease out of my mouth. Or keep <laughs> yes. keep my name out of your Grease mouth. I don't know. Keep, yes. Something like that. Keep um, my name out of your Grease. Keep my name out of your Grease. Yes, that's it. Thank you. Um, and I thought, like, here's the thing. I thought it was a well-done number, but it just, like, yeah. not that it came out of nowhere, but out of nowhere, all the girls were just so willing to play along. The problem is just the power of Grease covers. So you think about it, like, they're just like, what if we did a little bit of Grease karaoke at the sleepover? And I'd be like, you know, it's t- intoxicating. Yeah. Someone starts saying, look at me, I'm Sandra D," and you're like, damn, I gotta get in on this. <laughs> sure, I'll buy that. And of course it ends with Marley walking in and being like, you making me, f- you making fun of me, Katie? Yeah. Some people are just so touchy. <laughs> just like Grease. Just um, like Grease. Yeah, it, it was good. I don't think... Kitty's no Stalker Channing. Um, no. Or Vanessa Hudgens, who ate that number. Um, I always forget that she was Rizzo and that she ate. She ate, and it was the day after her dad died, too. Yeah, she... <laughs> I was going to say she killed that, but that's no, probably a poor it. choice of words. She did such a good job, and I should watch Grease Live again. Is that streaming anywhere? I know we've talked about this before, and I've asked this sometimes question on is. this podcast sometimes, before. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. We cut back to Figgins' office, and now Wade's parents have been involved, which... I don't know. You know what? I did not hate this. No. Because it wasn't like Wade's parents being like, um, we don't want our son to be like expressing right. um, himself the way he wants. It was more like, we are proud of our son, and we are proud for Unique as when she performed in Chicago, but Chicago is really different from Ohio, and we're just legitimately concerned about the safety of our child. Right. And so we are not like down with this. It, right. It wasn't like it wasn't like the, his parents being like, "We don't support our son's gender right. expression." It was more like, "We don't want our son to get killed in this high school that has notoriously had a bullying problem against yeah. LGBTQ kids." <laughs> Yeah, and they essentially, they want to pull him out of the play. They ask him not to wear girls' clothing at school. And that's kind of it. And it's all, yep. like, with the context of Sue sabotaging the show, of course, and Finn being like, well, now I don't have a Rizzo. And she's like, well, I guess you can't do the show. And he's she like, I can find a Rizzo. She lays it out so succinctly. She's like, oh, do you mean con- conveniently protecting the safety of a student? So I can also sabotage a musical that sounds exactly like something sue sylvester exactly like, yeah. yeah you're right yeah that's it the modicum of self-awareness great yep. and so who says i can't find a rizzo and sue goes me but yes enter santana again oh my god this amazing is, casting someone, someone's like well why are you back in town and she's like don't worry about it like yeah she, like they, they they refuse to even try to explain it she's just here to she's play here. rizzo yeah um um it's so bullshit. I mean, okay. Santana as Rizzo, obviously, Duh. fantastic. Kills it. Such bullshit, though, that Finn is like, ooh, I'm sorry, Tina. I called someone who graduated to come in and uh, play this part rather than asking you. Such bullshit. Especially because, like, they open tomorrow. Yeah. A p- surprise. Yeah, she knows right? the part by heart since she was one. Sure, tracks. Sure. But that's when Tina runs in. She's like, I think I can do it. I think I'm off book, but I might have to hold the script. And justice yeah. for Tina here. God damn it. Because, like, imagine Tina as Rizzo. That could be so much fun. That would be a fun Rizzo. That would be yeah. a fun Rizzo. And I think that would be, like, that would be leaning into, like, the 
vulnerable Rizzo, the like bo- yeah. like the the hurt people hurt people Rizzo. But no. But no. Finn is like, but then who would play Jan? It's like, yeah, everyone knows the most pit- crux character of Glee of a uh, Glee's Jan. <laughs> How many non-charismatic auditions did they talk about that right. they could have just been like, hey, kid, just come in and play Jan. Just come stand play here. Jan. Eat a cream puff. Like, it's not <laughs> hard to play puff. Jan. Yeah. If you need to. Well, Santana's back for literally no reason other than to sing if there were things I could do. Like, right. truly. They were like, Naya Rivera, please come sing this one song. It does turn out that Rachel and Kurt are back to see the show. Yep. It's a big, fun reunion because there's Mercedes. and This is such, like, a very specific energy of, like, returning the year. So it's your freshman year in college and you have returned to go see your high school production. Like, what a very specific theater kid energy yes. thing to do. Can I'm confirm. sure you didn't. Oh, I was there when they announced it. Hey, how much did your high school charge to see musicals? $20. Okay, also $20, which seems like so much money Yeah. to pay to see a frankly, at best, sometimes, like... Mid-production. Mid-production. Yeah. 20 yeah. American dollars to go see a high school reform a musical. Imagine. God but uh, Kurt and Rachel, everyone is really dressed up for this product, like, to go see this. Like, yes. Rachel's wearing heels. Rachel, every, yeah, they're dressed to the nines. I do appreciate that they walk up to, like, their lockers and they're like, oh, it was my locker oh, next to your locker. locker. Remember yeah. when you, like, told Mercedes that, like, you couldn't go out with her because you had a crush on me? And then Mercedes' Anki was like, yeah, and it still chaps my ass. Like... <laughs> She didn't say that, but I, I wish know, she did. But... <laughs> she does say burns my ass, though. I burns just my ass. It. Yeah. Um, um, and, like, it's cute to have a little reunion there. I think this whole plot line could have been a different episode. Yeah. And that like, would have been actually a more fun. Right? Like, there could have been a whole episode where they do come back because they're on a break. Yeah. And they have a reunion. Maybe it's around sectionals. And right. so, like, there's a reason for them to come back while they're, or, like, to visit while they're home from school. But um, it does come with... I just want to tell you that there's an episode around things. Sectionals have to take place around Thanksgiving this year. So you might have just uh, foreshadowed some things for us. God damn it. Okay, well, I'm still, at the end of this episode, going to talk about how I think I how I think it should have I'm, been written. I'm so ready for this. I mean, I, I've... I've, like, breadcrumbed it along the way so far, so. Um, and I do appreciate that in this scene, she does, like, mention, like, yeah, it's been it's been hard because, like, I've been I've been recording backup vocals, I've been doing classes at UCLA, and I'm doing great. Yeah, surprise. How is anybody's guess? Right. What is Mercedes' break schedule like that she's able to take right. a pause on UCLA classes to come back? And I guess for a week? Unclear how long um, this... Right. Uh, this fucking show takes. And then we cut to backstage. Marley is still apoplectic because her dress is tighter still. And then so Kitty's this is like, what I don't understand. I have some I have some timeline questions here. So all yeah. the other girls are in their beauty school dropout costumes. And we'll get to it. Um, Go on. Marley is in that same like yellow sweater ensemble that Sandy wears. I'm pretty sure at the beginning of the show. Right. Like, and so. And she's like, it doesn't fit again, which implies that she's putting it on for the first time right now, which makes no Mm -hmm. sense within the timeline of Greece. And then also, it's ridiculous that someone at this point should be like, 
it's not really physically humanly possible to gain two inches on your waist in like an evening, basically. Right. And Tina says like since yesterday. Someone right. should be like, maybe there's a user error here. Like, Yeah, and even though like at one point, maybe at the beginning, Tina was like, maybe you're stress bloating. It happens to me. Yeah, but still. Like, Don't know if that's a real thing. Don't know if that's two inches. Also, like, why isn't that skirt just elastic to begin with? Yeah, because you'd think that there that's would be some That's not like a costume rigs. that needs to be. If anything, the costume that they should be freaking out about should be the finale costume. Which yes. I'm sure they didn't want to do because they didn't want to, like, ruin the reveal of, like, Marley and the skin-tight thing. But, I'm like, you're going to freak out about a costume not fitting and it's not going to be the skin-tight leather leggings? Well, I think that's it, though. I think that should have been it. And, like, I don't think you need to worry about the reveal because everybody knows Grease. Everybody loves Grease. Right. Everybody knows the reveal. Like, you don't no need to... No one's going to be surprised that yeah. she comes out in the final Sandy outfit. Even if it's, like... Even, I mean, again, even if they shoehorn, like, she's wearing, like, one top, but she's, like, trying on the leggings at the beginning. Yeah. And those are tight. Um, I think that is a better idea, Karina. Um, yeah. And... It's just, and, like, it's like they didn't think about what costume she'd be wearing at that point in Greece, which I guess is me asking too much of Glee to be, like, do better about what costumes are happening when during... Like, what would Sandy be wearing during Teen Angel? I don't remember. Right. But, and here's the thing. To your to your question on timelines, yes. When they start, what we see of the production, it's act two. Yeah, I guess I explained that away with like, um, we see Kurt and Rachel walking around during intermission. Like, I guess. Like it's intermission, so they're walking around the high school. Like they got there, they took their seats, and now they have a little time to like walk around. Sure. To before act two. Because okay. I had the same question, and then I was like, oh, th- there's a reasonable explanation for that. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, and, like, the other parts of, like, this scene that we've been talking about is, like, they end up backstage with Kurt and Rachel, and, of course, they yes. run into Blaine and Finn, and they're like, right. and they're like, yeah, we just uh, came to see the show, or, or Finn is like, it's cool that you came to see the show, we're pretty proud of it, uh, Yeah. thanks. And Kurt's like, this was a mistake, and Rachel's like, we can't let them see us sweat right right we can't let them know that we're sad and have emotions right um, like things are obviously still really t- particularly tense between blaine and kurt yeah who had much less of a sort of closure moment than finn and rachel right then we go to another grease number just because... straight up this is just really like here daring chris you can sing beauty school dropout yeah it, yeah it didn't need to happen but i love that it did right and like it's another Grease map, and it's overall yep. just a solid song. Of course, Darren Chris does a great job with it, and there's, like, the yep. one moment where he looks into the audience, he sees Kurt, he gets a little shaken, Which but recovers. You shouldn't be able to does. do, but fine. Right. It's hard. You can't pick someone out of the audience like that, but whatever. Right. Um, you have to be sitting pretty close to the front to yeah. clock someone. When we were watching this, like, <laughs> Zach was saying, like, like, Frenchie's a pretty good role for uh, Sugar. Like, she's doing a good yeah. job. But her back is to the audience the entire time. Yeah. So she's doing all this, like, good face work, and no one can see it. She is mugging. Yeah. It's, but, like, she's doing it for TV and not for stage, and it's very funny. Right. She's like, uh, this is, you're doing a great job, but no one can tell, ma'am. You're just showing the <laughs> audience your ass point. the whole time. Literally. Um, and meanwhile, Marley is a. Uh, in the bathroom trying to upchuck. Yes, doing her first bulimia. 
And Ryder finds her. Yes. He barges into the women's bathroom. During the show, so... Yeah. God, I guess a safe time to do it. I, I guess. Um, and so he stops her, and, like, this is kind of where, like, Marley breaks a little bit, and yeah. she cries about her mom being, like, the joke of the town. Um, and Ryder comf- not comforts her. Ryder shares the story of his cousin, who's a wrestler. Who's... I did like that in terms of, like, talking about, like, the dangers of weight loss, they had him use a, a male example. Yes, I appreciate like, that. That's not something that's talked about a lot. Um, and so him being like, no, my, I had a, my male cousin who was a wrestler suffered from an eating disorder. Yeah. And of course the punchline was it that he was taking laxatives and like, he didn't die. He just shat himself. Cool. Yeah. Which is an equally kind of terrible. That's a pretty terrible outcome still. Um, but, a good but I appreciated that. Like us pretty solid pep talk. Yeah. And he was like, also, I don't want to like, kiss a girl who has vomit on her breasts either in the show or in real, or in life. real life and yeah. at this point i was like is she still dating jake like i don't remember i don't think so or she is she's i don't know it's a weird it's very confusing right but whatever and so this leads to her singing sandra d reprise yes um odd, like this was my high point of the show oddly enough this yeah, is my favorite not. song in greece like really yeah i don't okay. know why um i think it's also because like Worst Things I Could Do directly feeds into this song, and I think that's a really beautiful transition, and that's a really beautiful moment in the show. But, yeah, I mean, and Marley does a bang-up job with it. Melissa Benoist is in... She's very talented. She is. Yeah, it's a good theatrical moment. Like, she's singing the song, but, like, of course, it's not IRL. Um, Right. And she's, like, walking backstage and sort of coming to her own senses. Great. We then get... Brittany and Santana backstage. Yes. Having, like, a I miss you, I miss you too moment. But, but like, we agreed. This is this is for the best. Yes. Um, also, like, I wrote here, it's like, oh, yeah, no one has problems with her coming back to be Rizzo, just like no one had problems with John Stamos just showing up to play Eddie in Rocky Horror. Right? These people have terrible ideas of what casting should be like. Yeah. They deserve better. Yeah. But yeah, also Mike Chang like just shows up to play stage manager in one second, like because yeah, I guess he's just also here. Yeah, Um, just to be like sixty seconds, Miss Lopez, and it's like that's that doesn't happen. No, and this is a high school production of Grease, right? Like in Ohio. Calm down, yeah. And of course, we have to set up. So much of the dialogue here is just so bad because it's just meant to be a setup for either a plot point. Or a song. And so right, here how we can have... we fit a Grease song into this plot? Right, yeah. and so here we have shitty dialogue for to set up her singing Worst Things I Could Do, with Britney being like, oh, are you nervous about your song? And Santana being like, no, I just got to do what I did last year when I was Anita in West Side Story and sang America. Yes, like... these are two very similar roles, of course. <laughs> and, and of course, Britney's like, yeah, but this is such a sad song. Don't you have to put yourself in the moment? And that is enough to set... Uh, Santana up to sing Worst Things I Could Do. Yes. Like, by herself on the stage, as if it were, like, a random other, like, yeah. Glee song. Um, it's like a weird showcase, not actually Yeah, of... that, They forgot yeah. to build a set for Worst Things I Could Do, so they just closed the curtain and have Santana stand there. Right. And then, what was interesting about this number was that it wasn't just mm-hmm. Santana, and it would no. have been awesome if it was. But we cut away to uh, Cassandra July singing some of it 
And not only is she singing some of it, oh. she's singing some of it while doing sexy dance with Mr. Abs. Yeah, she's, she's instead of doing it as like a moment, like an emotional introspection, she's like, I think I'll sing this song to use to seduce my TA. Right. Who is and Mr. Like, Abs. Meanwhile, none of this is appropriate. Like, your none student should not be shirtless. While and you that's are, sweaty. And that's sweaty while you are planning a lesson. This is a lesson plan. And... Yeah, lesson plan. <laughs> I'll plan your lesson. Um, yeah. And on top of that, I wrote down Brody has a Rocky Horror energy here, where he's just kind of a mechanical sex robot. Yeah, they should have just put him in the gold shorts for this scene, so we all really know what his purpose is. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised they didn't. And But th- here's the thing. That's not all. There's more people singing this song. Who? We cut to Wade in the audience singing and being like, this should be, in a very much like, this should be me moment. Right. I wish they had, if they were going to do, like, cutting between, I wish we had cut to Unique on stage, like. Yes. uh, Like, imagining herself singing this role, not just, like, standing dramatically in the aisle. Walking down the aisle, yeah. But, like, I that's agree. rare. I guess they do that later um, with Ra- with Rachel, so they didn't want yeah, to but, repeat yeah. the gag twice, but... But in my alternate yeah. universe version of this, like, it's that. And, like, we don't... Yeah. We don't get Rachel at all. Um, mm-hmm. And there is a cut... There, Like, they do cut to Rachel in the audience at some point here, where she's just kind of, like, fine with it. Yeah, she's like, mm, okay. She's like, she's like, that's nice. And then we cut... At, so this, I mean, like, the song is fine. The song's good, yeah. The song's good. We then cut to backstage, and, like, we get a Mike and Tina moment here. Yeah, it's so random, but I kind of loved it. I do, Tina too. Was like, I worked on me, but I miss you. And Mike's like, maybe we shouldn't have broken up. And, and she's like, like but we did. We'll talk about but it. But we can yes. talk. And, like, of course, it's to it's to set up, like, the ending number. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, the little bit of, like, throwing Tina a bone. But it's, like, the best justice for Tina we're going to get is her moment being, like, well, you weren't allowed to play Rizzo, and you had to do costumes, and you're playing Jan. But, you know, your ex-boyfriend maybe misses you. Right. Who's a good, who's ultimately a good guy? We love Mike Chang here. We do love Mike Chang. Um, I just have a note that says, they are not doing Grease. Um, and... <laughs> what are they doing then? I don't know. Um. But it ain't Grease. It ain't Grease, baby. Then while they're backstage, Kitty just... We get the Marley reveal. Yes. We we get the Marley reveal of her being sexy Sandy. um, Yep. Which, again, to your point, I think would have had more payoff if this were the costume in question. Yes. Because you don't even see her on stage, A, at all until the end, and B, in that costume. Yeah. um, Being uncomfortable. And so in the middle of sexy Marley Sandy reveal... Kitty just pops up out of thin air to be like, by the way, there's a shitty McKinley high school journalist here from the Muckraker. He hates everything. Bye. Yes. I wish we had gotten a scene of Kitty doing Patty Simcox. I mean, that would have been excellent. because she. Would... It would have been really good to see the, like, Patty Simcox auditioning Sandy for the cheerleading squad scene. Yes. Because that, like, feeds into, like, the competition between the two of them. Yes. And it would have just been... I like. I would have liked to see Kitty do Patty Simcox. Karina, that's so fucking brilliant. Honestly, like, and they were gonna do Grease. They should have done Grease. They should have done Grease. <sighs> anyway, rude of them not to. Uh, yes. anyway, Marley and Ryder kiss. Yeah. So Marley. Yeah, Which, Ryder's there to be like. Unclear if it's 
unclear if it's Marley cheating on Jake because I legitimately can't remember if they're dating or not. Um, right. Um, I don't think I don't think they are because the I think the whole reason of Jake uh, Jake joining the musical was to be like I'm getting my girl back. I thought he was joining the musical because he didn't want Kitty to bully Marley too much. But like both. That was. But then they. I don't know. It's dumb. I don't remember. Whatever. They kiss. Whatever. It's fine. They kiss. It's fine. Um. <laughs> my final note on the scene was: there's a lot going on here, and none of it is grease. Um. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Call me crazy. Um. So now we get uh, another map of. You're the one that I want. Yep. Um, and Joe is still just hilarious in the locks. Joe is the best of the, uh... Yes. Grease, uh, T-Birds. Yes. Just with his dreadlocks, like, I am in the 50s, yes. Um, and this is where we get, like, Rachel seeing the number through yes. her mind's eye of her Very and Very Roxy Hart. Yes. Yes. Someone, a review I read said that, that Rachel okay. full, goes full on Roxy Hart and just imagines yeah. herself in this. Um, I did like that it was like a callback to early, like season one Glee. They even like showed the shot in case you didn't remember it of like Rachel manically singing, you're the one that I want in a very terrified Finn. Which I didn't um, remember, so I appreciated yeah. that. And you can see, like, Rachel and Finn are both thinking, like, Rachel and Finn are both watching this from the wings slash audience, respectively. And you can both tell that they are imagining that it's them in this moment. Right. Like, this could have been them. This should be them kind right. of deal. Yeah, and, like, I think there's something to that, even if... I don't know, like, I guess, like, because of how I think this episode should have gone, like, I both really liked this moment and really didn't care for this moment. Yeah. But, like, I do appreciate that it was a callback. It's call manic. Back. It They're is manic. like, everyone is Grease now. Everyone is Grease. Like, Kurt is Grease. With Blaine is Grease. Yes. With Brittany Mike and Santana. Are Grease. Yeah. Artie is Grease alone. <laughs> right. I mean, Artie's yeah. Artie's Grease a little bit. Artie's a little bit Grease. I understand why they did this, but it did kind of take away from the whole Marley and uh, Ryder plot right, right. of it all. It's very much like Glee is like, yeah, we introduced these new characters to you, but we're really not going to give them a lot to do quite yet. Right. and We're not willing to let them shine. We want to still give that final moment to our original cast. Right. It's starting to become, like, when you get there, it kind of no longer is a show. Uh, it kind of no longer is a show about a show choir yeah. It's a show about your cast, which, like, there's yes. something to that, sure. But, anyway. At the curtain call, Rachel excuses herself. She goes to the bathroom to cry, calls Brody, but guess who picks up, Karina? This is so fucked up. Yeah. It's so fucked up. It is Cassandra so fucked July up. picks up Brody's phone because I guess she succeeded in seducing him and, like, brought him back, brought a student. I know it's college, so it's, like, different. But she brought a student back to her apartment to have sex with him. It's <laughs> legal, implied. unlike the last student-teacher plot line. Right. It's still wrong. And unlike the last one... When you when you have to say it's legal, uh, it doesn't feel comfortable. Right. And unlike the last one, I don't care for anyone involved here. No. At least and last like, time I cared about Adina Menzel. Right. No, in this one, it's like... She's like, well, why'd you leave such a hot piece of ass behind to go see your high school production? I'm like, yuck, gross, icky. Because you told me to. Right. Because it was a long con. Cassandra July, in her brain, heard 
Rachel thinking about going home for the weekend and said, I will give her free flight miles. So, so that I, I can, can fuck this dude she's into. With, yes. Which is so, like, diabolical. And, like, yeah. way too focused on the personal life of your student. Like, to have... To w- need to go through that much level of revenge. Right. Like, you were an adult. This is a... This is a... This is an 18-year-old girl. girl. Like, why are you doing this to her? This is really messed up. But and whatever. On, it makes and on top sad. of that, just calling her, like... I'm just reminding you who you are because you got too high on yourself and I need to remind you that you're a privileged, self-indulgent... Hangs up the phone. This segues into her crying in the hallway, which Finn sees. And I did appreciate this, like, this scene um, from a moment of closure perspective-y kind of thing um, where Finn is like, so you're crying. And, like, I know why you're crying because I know you. You used to cry... Oh, like that about Probably. me yeah you got four t- kinds of crying you got the kind of crying where you're just trying to get what you want tracks um you got crying while you're singing which is different yep. we got a uh, disappointed crying because you'd be sobbing or you got crying over a guy which uh hello yeah. familiar with that I mean, finn totally thinks like he's doing this monologue being like you're crying over me and so then when she's like not crying over him he's like oh Oh. okay and then they're basically like maybe we should just not talk to each other anymore yeah which you know just call this smart yeah that's true yeah go no contact it's best for everybody and even with that he does not like he does clock that like whatever happened with brody just now made you cry like that but this Mm -hmm. conversation didn't yeah, so, so that's really that on that. And then, like, I think Kurt and, uh, yeah, Kurt and Blaine show up, like, yeah. right there. and they have their, like, they back-to-back closure moments. Right. Where Blaine's trying to explain himself away, like, it didn't matter, he didn't care about him. And Kurt being like, I don't care your yeah. explanations. It was a breach of trust. I don't trust you anymore. That's what relationships that's are that. about. This is it. Bye. And they have, like, the cliche moment, I think, of Rachel and Kurt both being like this isn't home anymore yeah like which I get which like and fair yeah. yeah fair um I appreciate that there's growth there yeah. um I do wish very very tropey to be like right this isn't my home where I go to college is home now I do wish that they had something a little more I, I mean I guess I just really like the Finn and uh Kurt brother thing yeah and they have so many opportunities to like make something of that but they never make good on never, that they really and don't. they no. could have done that in this especially if you're talking about like Kurt being Rachel's best friend but Kurt is also now yeah. Finn's brother like what how do we negotiate yeah, I, this yeah the, the uh interpersonal relationship of it all could be yeah. very interesting but so our kind of like final scenes or second to final scene um Artie gets Finn into the choir room where immediately the review is already out. Um, yeah. Guy works fast. That, that sophomore is talented, apparently. Yeah. Um, but he absolutely loved this show, top to toe. Marley and Ryder are stars, plucked freshly from the firmament. Um, yes. That and, does sound like... The thing, my favorite reveal of this is like that this kid's just some sophomore, and I'm like, this is how a sophomore would write, thinking that he is oh. like a master critiquer. One million percent. Everyone's happy about it, uh, and of course, Will, in his shitty dialogue, is like, man, this week hasn't been easy, but I'm leaving you in good hands. Sure. Um, 
and if anyone loves the Glee Club as much as I do, it's this guy. Um, and I'm like, okay, sure, Troy, pick yeah. football or musical theater, Hudson. Sure. Yes. Blah, blah, Will Sappy going away speech. Um, uh-huh. Like, my last two notes on these scenes are like, blah, blah, Sappy going away speech, and blah, blah, yeah. Shoe and Finn in the hallway. Correct, um, that's all it is. That's all it is, and like, Shoe starts to coach Finn on like, how to wow the judges when at sectionals. sectionals. Yeah. And Finn's like, I got this, don't worry. Huge vote of confidence. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it, that's the show. That's the show. Okay, I'm gonna go on my tangent now. Not even yes, tangent. so now it's... Now, now it's, it's Ian's Ian rewrites... Idea. Yeah, and I have a paragraph of this, so I'm gonna try to, like, not just read from what I wrote here, but... Okay. So, in my humble opinion, this either needed to be about the students, or this, the uh, alums' relationships, or about them putting on Greece. Mm-hmm. Um, relationships could have been a C-plot, but it feels more... Like, it feels like you need that significance based on the end. Um... Of course, there needed to be... If we're doing a show about Greece, about putting on Greece, there needed to be a payoff of Kitty getting caught. Um, yeah. Marley's diet needed to stop right there when Ryder found her out. Um, but I know you said this is sort of a multi-episode yeah. arc, so th- never mind. Um, <laughs> maybe Kitty gets caught at intermission trying to fuck with the uh, Sandy costume and, like, Tina sees it, and, like, that's how this all ends. I do agree that they did need Kitty and Marley in that like audition cheerleading sequence. That yeah. would have been awesome. The the B plot like the A plot needed to be about putting on Greece. The B plot could have been about Marley's diet. Um, mm-hmm. Again, we don't love it, and like Marley sort of coming to terms with that by the end of this. Also, like we, and I don't know how this plot unfolds, but I could see the end of this plot being Marley being like cool, I don't need a crash diet, but her mom's still being like, yeah, I am going to choose to diet because I don't feel healthy and I want to see my daughter grow up to be the star that I know she is. Mm -hmm. Um, C-plot, I think, or even the B-plot, a plot within this could have been Unique's whole thing with being booted from the show and kind of fighting his way back to being Rizzo. Maybe they have Santana come in like at a moment's notice because Sue fucked with the game. But I think there could have been a payoff if this were a show about putting on Grease where Unique climbs his way back and ultimately talks with Santana and is like, I know what's happening here. I know that, like, I know the risks I'm taking, but I got to do this role. And Santana's like, go for it. It would have been fun for it to be, like, they conspired and Santana starts, Mm. like, comes on stage and sings, like, the first verse. And then, like, does a dramatic, like, walk off stage, and then Unique walks on as Rizzo yeah. and sings the second verse. Yeah. And, and like, like, one of those, like, curtain reveals that it was Unique singing behind the right. curtain the whole time. Oh, I love that. It makes sense. Like, there are worse things that Unique could do than go with a yeah. boy or two, even though yeah. the neighborhood, like, it's all there. Like, it makes perfect yeah. sense that could have been a climactic moment. Would have been great. The whole Rachel Kurt coming back thing could have been its own episode. Again, like, we yes. talked about like, this earlier, like, them coming back for sectionals, which I know I've probably, you told me I foreshadowed something, so. Yes. That whole plot could have been its own A-plot in another episode, I think. Yes. Um, that's, I guess that's, like, what I, that's that on that. Would have been better Grease. Yeah. If you're gonna do Grease, do Grease. If you're gonna do Grease, do Grease. If you're gonna do a closure episode, do a closure episode. Because you can still have 
Mike Chang in town after Greece and have this yeah. conversation with Tina. And you could yes. have Brit like Santana in town having that conversation with Brittany. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. And then like that way we're not robbed of Unique's Rizzo. That way right. we're not robbed of like Kitty getting her comeuppance. And like we're not robbed of like investing in these two new characters, these sort of like leads, these yeah. stars of the Glee Club the being completely under right, being undercut by the fact that your show is still ultimately about Rachel the and Finn. The real Rachel and Finn. Yeah. So I guess that like that's my uh that's my rant, my rave, what have you. I think it's very reasonable. Thank you. Now though we have to go back and do the normal things. Um, yes. Which is to say, uh let's talk about Grease songs. Um we had a taste of Grease songs last week, but this week it's all Grease all the time, baby. Mm-hmm. So you need to make a choice of which of these Grease <laughs> clubbers uh, you will be adding to your personal music collection. Your choices are Grease Lightning, Look at Me, I'm Sandra D, Beauty School Dropout, Look at Me, I'm Sandra D, Reprise, which looks like it maybe wasn't released as a single, but wow, rude. Um, there are worse things I could do, and you're the one that I want. If I'm choosing just from the ones that were released, I would go with Worst Things I Could Do. The reprise was released. I just looked it up. Oh, in that case, I'm going with the reprise. Like, I'm yes. going with Look at Me and Sandra T. Reprise. Yes. Hands down. What about you? I think I gotta go with uh, Beauty School Dropout. Sure. It's good. I yeah. like it. I like a Derek Chris cover, as we all know. It's on brand for you. Yeah. I, I like You're the One That I Want, but I think it's a little too manic. Yeah, they didn't do... They didn't make it a standout enough no. number. No. Because kind of with the rest of the episode, they really just split it in three different directions. And Well, that was our third ever Glee Dozen musical episode. Mm-hmm. How do you think it compares to uh, the previous two, West Side Story and Rocky Horror? Um, I don't know, because I was thinking about this last night when I was watching, and... While, like, the Rocky Horror one was, of course, like, a nightmare. Yeah. It was definitely one of my favorite episodes that we did, just because talking about... It's fun to talk about. It's fun to talk about. But I imagine, like, realistically, this ranks below West Side Story, but above Rocky Horror. That's probably fair. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I would agree. Cool. West Side Story was, like, a better production. Right. But I do love... I have a big soft spot for Grease, as is probably clear. Yes. Um, all right. Well, that was uh, this episode. Ian, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at ibroski on Twitter and Instagram, ianjbrodsky.com, ibrods uh, on TikTok. Um, yeah, you can see my show at Pete's Candy Store on uh, January 30th if you're in nice. Brooklyn. Um, where can people find you, Karina? You can find me on the same handle on both Twitter and TikTok, and that is Epic Adventure Of. The show is at gleeaggressive, gleeaggressive at gmail.com. If you want to write in with your long-form essays, um, what should they write in about this week? Uh, how many other people could have played Rizzo? What does an all-Rizzo <laughs> version of Greece look like? Yes. It's Rizzo's all the way down. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You can join us next week. We'll be discussing Season 4, Episode 7, entitled Dynamic Duets. Wow. More duets. Yes, this is a this is an interesting one. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, so join us next time. And Ian, I have to ask, did this episode of Glee make you want to watch the next episode of Glee? No. Uh, well. Yeah, which is a fair. bummer because I was looking forward to this one. 
Did it make you want to watch Grease live? I mean, I'll do it. Aggressive, glee, glee, aggressive, glee, glee, aggressive.